You're listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast, a show dedicated to breaking down elite sports performance and fitness. My name is Anthony Mercurio, and I've worked with thousands of athletes over the last 15 years of strength and conditioning. And if you're looking for ways to improve your speed, jumping ability, or just overall athleticism, then this is the show for you. Let's get after it. to another episode of the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. This is episode number 26, and we're recording this a day, actually two days later than I should have. Um, now that school is out for the summer, I have a whole new schedule that I'm trying to get adjusted to. And last week we talked about in the beginning how I was doing very well, getting all the things out in a timely fashion and having a great schedule and making things easier for myself, you know, from my friend, uh, the movement maestro. And here I am a week later, failing miserably, but we're still getting it out just a day late. And when we're talking about training, it's this, it kind of goes the same way. We're to, we, when we're, we want to be, uh, I, I want to say, I want to say good at training, but when we want to make progress at training, we want to be consistent I think a lot of people will want to go real hard or real intense for a short period of time, but they don't last, you know, the whole time, the whole year or the whole process. Uh, training in and of itself is, is a lifelong process, whether it's for your sport or for health or wellness, whatever you're training for, the consistency part of it is, is hands down the most important. If we just took, you know, if you trained two times a week, over let's say 50 weeks and you took maybe like you know the holiday weeks off or something like that that's that's a hundred training sessions versus if you just came to like a you know an eight week summer training session and you did three times a week or four times a week during that that cycle that's 32 training sessions but those 32 training sessions are very condensed into that time and it's super intense so you might make progress and of course you're going to make progress during that time but when you're not training you're you're making zero progress, and in some in some ways you're going backwards because when your body, you know, if you use it or lose it, type of idea. So if you don't use those things or you don't challenge your body or, or stimulate your body in certain ways, then your body doesn't need those muscles. Your body muscles very kind of expensive for your body to keep and maintain. So your body does everything it can to try to get rid of the muscle if you're not using it. So if you're not consistent with your training, you you lose all of that stuff. So yes. And I talked about this before. Yes, the summer training is, is a great opportunity to get better for your fall sport. But you also want to make sure that you're doing something all year round in terms of training and, and specifically weight training. Because when you're in your sport, you don't you should be doing some speed and agility stuff, but you're going to get some of that naturally from playing your sport. However, you know, I had this conversation yesterday with some people that coaches now are more tactical driven. So they want to teach you, you know, for football, for example, they want to teach you the plays. They want to teach you this. They want to teach you that, but they don't teach you the skills required to play the sport. And the skills are what's going to separate an athlete from another, especially when athletes are looking to play at the next level. I just saw a post on Instagram that I thought touched upon this very well, is that, you know, you're, you're trading your skills. If you're, if you're trying to be an, uh, a, a college athlete, you are trading your skills for a scholarship. That's essentially what you're, what you're doing with that. 
And if you have no skills to offer, then what, you know, you're, to that college or university, you don't have anything to offer to, for them to give you money for um, a scholarship. So you have to have some skills that are required to, to participate in your sport. You can't just play a sport and have no skills required to that. And skills take time to develop and the consistency to develop. And in terms of consistency, one of the things that we really try to do in our programs is to try to make training as fun as possible. Now, we have 90-minute sessions. Obviously, we can't just play games for 90 minutes, uh, but we try to sprinkle in different games and activities uh, in between some of the stuff that um, we find the athletes need. So uh, I think, again, I'm, I'm going to quote Shantae again. So a long time ago when we were talking about, you know, when I opened my gym eight, almost eight years ago now, we talked about you know, giving people um, what they need disguised as what they want. So when, what that means is that uh, what athletes need is, you know, speed development, you know, change of direction development, uh, jumping mechanics, uh, single leg strength, all this kind of stuff. But some of it isn't like necessarily fun for athletes to do and just drill, 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 because it can be really boring. And a cer- only a certain type of athlete will be able to like push and do certain things in that kind of monotonous track and field mindset where everything's just like mechanics and drills and so, so on and so forth. <coughs> but most of the time, athletes need to be stimulated and have fun in the process. And I'll give you an example of kind of how we incorporate that uh, into our program and why athletes have fun. And we have a lot of athletes who've come back and athletes who I've worked with for, you know, three, four, five years consistently. And uh, you start seeing some really great progress. So yesterday was a change of direction drill. It was our last one of the week. And uh, we st- we did, I think we played like three or four games. So we have a large group in our, in our first, we had two different groups in our, our summer training. We have a morning, like an earlier morning group, which goes from eight to nine 30. And they were kind of dragging a little bit. And then we, when, when we noticed that athletes are dragging, we have a couple, I usually have a couple of games that are like in my back pocket to bring out, to kind of bring up the energy. So in the ten thirty class, I started with a game before we did anything. We did like what's called a cone snatch grab or a cone snatch game. So essentially what we do is uh, one athlete is standing next to a little cone on the floor and another athlete is about a yard away in a sprinting stance. And when I blow the whistle, they have to snatch the cone and run off the turf, which is about three yards is kind of how we set it up. Um, And we do about two facing each direction so athletes get a little bit of work and they get a little competition and it kind of brings the energy level way up to start the, the day. And maybe that drill or activity took three to five minutes. Got the athletes ready to go, did some stuff. And then from there, we did the stuff that, you know, we kind of need to do. We did a couple, we did a quick warm up. We did some carries. We did some jumping. We did some other stuff. And then we went into some other game like activities, right? And we worked on our change of direction mechanics in there. And we try to blend in some of our basic stuff that we need to work on. And then we'll, we'll go into a drill of some sort. And then we kind of keep going back and forth between these drills uh, that are, you know, help refine the movement. And then we go back to a game. So then we did some lateral hurdle runs and some different things that, you know, athletes are still competing. They're going fast and they're doing stuff, but it's, it's a drill, right? So it's not uh, super intense. And then after that, we played another game that worked on curve running. I think it's important too. Uh, this is one thing too, because we're working all lateral and change of direction drills. So these games 
put athletes into the positions that we we're looking for um, by default. So we don't have to force them to get into these positions. We're letting them explore the movement and figure it out and let their bodies figure it out on their own. So in that first one, the cone snatch and grab type thing, we athletes are in an athletic position. They're, they're leaning to grab the cone. They're pushing away. Right. So they're, they're already using that lateral kind of angles to get in and out of those positions. So we're already, we're, we're getting work done without having to cue it or without having to drill it. So athletes are going to naturally figure it out how to do it. In the second game that we played, we, uh, this is a new one for me. We, this was our first day trying it, but it's called uh, square score. And I got it from Jeremy Frisch's uh, athletic games development activity. So you have one athlete, we have soccer goals, so it works out well. So we have one athlete stand in front of a soccer goal next to a ball and another athlete stand behind the soccer goal um, as, as you're going. And on the go, they have to run a lap. The, the person standing in front of the ball has to run around the soccer goal and become the goalie. The person behind the soccer goal has to run around a cone and become a shooter. They can pick up, pick up the ball or kick it. And what we're getting here is we're getting a curved run into something competitive and they want to get there fast because they want to score a goal or they want to stop the person from scoring a goal and it gets super competitive and we've done curve running in the past but a lot of times when we do curve running people just kind of go through the motions or you know some people call it bend running uh but in this particular instance at the kids were going hard like real hard diving laying out you know picking it up trying to do crazy stuff with the ball and they were sprinting full speed to try to get into those positions and again, you just have to make sure that you're getting athletes working both sides. We did about five minutes one direction and then switched to five minutes the other direction. Again, another to maybe 10 minutes of our, of our session, of our 90-minute session, with a lot of quality, intense right, work in the curved running kind of thing. So again, we're working our change of direction, speed work that we're trying to do. They have to change. They have to move. They have to be dynamic. They have to re- read and react to the ball. A lot of different variables in there that are very beneficial. So after that, we go into our, our strength training. So we did uh, game training, game training, game training. And then in our strength training, we, we had built in another game uh, just for fun and just to get some other stuff. We, we did like a shoulder press and then we did uh, some pull-ups and then a th- we did like a tri-set. So in the tri-set, the third exercise was a plank fight. So pick somebody in the gym and do a 10 to 15 second plank fight. If you've never done a plank fight, uh, you just get into push-up position and you essentially try to knock the other person over. So a great core and shoulder stability exercise that, again, we're getting athletes what they need by giving them something they want, and that's they want to have fun. And when you have fun, athletes continue to come back. And when you have fun, their training becomes more consistent. When the training is monotonous and boring, that's when athletes start to be like, man, I don't really want to go I don't really want to do this. And remember, consistency is going to be the thing that's going to get athletes to see the most progress. And progress is going to be the thing that builds the most buy-in. Have fun. Thanks again for listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please give some reviews, some feedback, some comments. I'd love to hear from you. In addition, you can rate it on whatever platform you're listening to, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might listen to podcasts. All these things help me to create more content for you and give out as much information as I can. These podcasts are just a way for me to share information that I've learned over the last 20 years um, in sports and performance. 
Hope you enjoy, and we'll see you next time. Peace.